Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8:32. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. talking about being set free in Christ. But uh, what I want to uh, talk about, I'm probably all over the place today because I, I wanted to uh, focus in on the coming of the Lord and getting ready and also the urgency of the hour. Uh, I think it's very important that we kind of look at that uh, as well. Then um, also I want to uh, collaborate on the many gospels that's being sold to uh, us today, the lies that are being perpetrated by the devil, the enemy, and people are believing these lies. The father of lies is Satan, and many of the uh, angel of light, or people who come into us as angel of light, they are actually coming to us uh, with uh, a little bit of truth, uh, or a lot of truth, but error. Either a little error, a lot of error. And um, in order to be set free, we have to see, first of all, that God does the work in us. And um, the urgency is that if, if you had 20, 20 years, you would have never known it 20 years ago that you had 20 years. So Jesus can come back at any moment, and we must be ready for that to happen. Um, the Bible talks about uh, people holding the truth of God in unrighteousness meaning they have a um, imagination of the truth that um, the truth is uh, what you make of it or is what some preacher tells you or is what some uh, um, Christian writer or author says it is or somebody who is famous, a celebrity or even as far as the people outside of the church dictating what the Bible is all about. In order to be set free, you have to actually um, get set free in the power of God. And if the God that you serve is not the God of the Bible, you're probably not going to be set free. Now, there is times when people who are not born again could stop alcohol, could stop drugs, could stop many, multiple things. But a lot of times, um, God 
powerful, all-knowing, all-strong, all-strength. He's omnipotent, omnipotent, omnipresent. And his power frees a man from sin without without having uh, the uh, peaceless life. When he frees you, you have peace. Now it's up to us to go back in the garbage and pick out the food that we just threw away. It's up to us to go back and um, go back into our past and, and live in the past rather than the present. Now, um, today, um, we need to focus in on the coming of the Lord. He's coming soon, and um, we need to get ready. And if you're being told the truth, then your pastor's telling you that <coughs> all unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, if you're practicing sin, um, not if you sin, but if you're practicing sin, if, if the normal routine of your life is to practice sin, then and you say that you are a Christian, then you're going to have to examine yourself and make sure that you are in the faith, as the Bible says. Examining yourself means that you go over the Bible and put the Bible up in the mirror and see if you are walking the way the Bible tells us to walk. Now, Jesus says, if you keep my commandments, truly you're my disciple. And if we keep in his commandments, then the commands of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, along with Paul, James, John, Peter, Timothy, or the, I mean, the books written to Timothy, the books written to Thessalonians, the books written to Galatians by Paul, then you would know that you are truly Jesus' disciple. Our spirit bears witness with his spirit that we are born again. If we are in bondage, when Jesus comes, will we go in the rapture of the church? That's a good question. Is he coming back for a church that has has given God the power, or, or used, or, or entered into God's power to free them from sin, or are we going to um, continue to wrap them? to the day he comes back. Now, if you have a, a sin that you're entertaining, uh, will he break the, break, if he does not break that sin in time, do you, are you rapture ready? And um, in Romans chapter 6, it reads like this, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into his death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. 
For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, then henceforth we shall not serve sin. For he that is dead is dead. I mean, for he that is dead is free from sin. Excuse me. Now, if we be dead for Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that we die, he died unto sin once, but in that he live, he live unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield ye yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Now, if you're living your life um, with sin reigning in your body, even the lust thereof, um, you are in danger. Uh, I say it with love. I mean, I say it with love and compassion that you are in danger. And God wants to free you of the bondages that will make it so you won't enter heaven. That's, that's why having the, and a belief that Jesus can come back at any moment would help someone it says, well, uh, it might make somebody panic and get scared. Well, we, we, we kind of focus in on people's emotions and how people should, will feel and, and how they shouldn't feel. But I believe that if we have the fear of the Lord, that we, the Bible says, fear, don't, don't fear him who can just take the body. Fear him who can take both body and soul. So, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you're fearing that the Lord will put you in hell, because I'm not, God is not really concerned about your feelings. I don't think there's any place in the Bible where it talks about your feelings, because if you're not anguishing over the possibility that you and your family and your friends and your associates can go to hell, I don't think we have a strong belief. We don't, we don't really believe it. There's a lot of there's a phony Christianity going around. There is a Christianity that is not valid. There is a departing from the faith. Um, in Galatians one it says, if anybody teaches any other um, thing or any other gospel except what we have learned from Acts and Romans and Galatians and <laughs> we're they're cursed. Uh, now, some people say, well, it's the 21st century. Lighten up, man. Lighten up. This is a new, this is a new time. We, um, the gospel is old-fashioned. We need to bring the gospel up until 
and to the, the the new now. We need to bring. We need to uh, get with the times, man. Come on, man. Let's get with the times. Well, the Bible is the same yesterday, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He he has not changed. So God is not. If you read the New Testament, if you read carefully. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're going to find out that Jesus wasn't as nice as people saying he is. He's the God of love. Therefore, he's going to tolerate the very thing he came to die for, which is sin. Why would he tolerate sin when he didn't equip us to have the power? It says, in the last days, a man will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. It says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, that for I am not ashamed of the gospel, but it's the power of God unto salvation. So if it's the power of God unto salvation, then I, I've, I've even heard some of the people on Facebook that that I I really admire and I, I really um, up and you know to recently I really admire who says that um, that we can sin and and everything's okay and we're all going to go to heaven still even if we're stuck in the bondage. I don't think that's the case. I, I believe that right now Jesus is coming, getting ready to come back and his father is getting ready to say, <coughs> go get your bride. And the tribulation period is going to start. I don't know if it's this year, next year, or, or even three years from here. But it's not that far. Uh, my best guess is the way that the rate it's going is probably quicker than I even believe, which is probably soon. And we have to uh, grasp that, that Jesus can come back at any moment. And, and if you don't pick up your word and you don't pick it up to understand, you won't know that who the Son sets free is free indeed. But you definitely wouldn't know that, that we are held in bondage. And whoever you're a slave to, you're going to obey. So if you're a slave to your sin passions, you're going to obey it eventually. God wants to set us free, my friend, of those sin passions. He wants to. Oh, he doesn't wish that any man should perish. But judging by um, Matthew seven, there's going to be a lot of people perishing or going to hell, and God wants to stop it. But the thing is, is that. In the last days, people are going to start uh, coming up with their own thoughts and <clears throat> things about what Jesus, uh, what God wants. Easy believism and things like that. Now, um, I'm going to read First uh, Timothy 4.1. Now, the Spirit of speakers especially that in the lighter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having the conscience shorn with the hot iron. For, I, and I understand, well, I'm starting to really understand what that means. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving from them which believe and know the truth. Now, the Spirit speaks especially that a lot of times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seduce the spirits and doctrines of devils. Now it says in um, Ephesians chapter 6 that we rational not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. These are demonic forces. 
and they are uh, getting people to believe that there are many paths to God. And um, it's freeing the opportunity for people to have um, freedom to sin. Now, you got pastors sitting up here preaching to people on Sunday and going and getting drunk. Now, I understand that Noah got drunk, but that's not a reason for you to go off and get drunk. Oh, Noah got, no, Noah did it. You forgot the rest of the story. Got, Noah was still a righteous man in God's sight, and he did not. The Bible says in Revelations that no drunkard should enter the kingdom of God. So we have to, we have to get ready for Jesus Christ's coming. The Bible says in uh, Luke 21, um, verse 34 I'm, I'm actually going to turn there uh, and in the, in the situations that Jesus is coming back soon <coughs> it says um, watch ye therefore and this is verse, verse 36 um, Luke 21 verse 36 Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Pray that you can escape these things that are coming. Why do we have to pray that you can escape these things that are coming? So you actually can escape them? What, what things are he's talking about? He's talking about the tribulation period. And um, in verse 21, um, 20, verse 25, and he says, And there should be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars. And, and it's upon the earth, discuss of nation, with the facts of disease and the waves roaring. Man's hearts fell in them for fear and for looking unto those things which are coming upon the earth. So man uh, will see these things coming. And not only that, they will come. And and God is saying, this is a good case for the rapture. He says, wherefore, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape. This is not the first time that God has given a warning that you can avoid um, these things. In Thessalonians um, chapter 1, verse, I think it's verse 10. Anyway, he says, he have kept us out of the time of testing. He will... Um, and um, actually, I'm getting mixed up. Um, when he's talking to the Church of Philadelphia, he says that. And then, then it says in uh, Thessalonians, he says, he has not appointed us to wrath. Excuse me, so excuse me about that. But so if he's not accounted us to wrath, now that's a corporate punishment. That's not an individual punishment. It's a corporate because he used the word us. Um, plural, that means many people. And he judges nations. In time, it just judges individuals uh, in eternity. So we have to keep our eye on that because it's, it's evident, evident that um, uh, he's saying us, meaning the corporate Gentile nations now. The, the, and Gentiles were grafted in through Romans, the book of Romans. Um, they talked about grafting in the Gentiles um, after Israel is found to be un- unbelieving. But Israel is the focus point of the end times. And Israel has always been technically the focus point 
and they will always be the focus point. Um, but the Gentile nations are also the focus point. He says, well, you, what are you talking about? Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. They, 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 the end times will come, and the time of Jacob's trouble will be the focus on them. Now, there are some things I wanted to cover right quick uh, because of the time that we live. The sexual addictions is, is, is something that um, people are suffering from all over the world. It's just not in the small increments. I mean, you probably even have pastors who are having these problems. And, and God wants to free you from the, these sins, but uh, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it than, than uh, just saying, I want to be free. Um, the Bible talks about fleeing useful lusts. Flee. Um, you have to um, figure out that the urgency of the hour. You, I mean, you can't, you're not going to be set free of uh, uh, sexual addiction unless you understand that there's a price to pay. The wages of sin is death. I mean, if you don't believe that there's a price to pay, which today, like I read earlier, um, doctrines of devils, the doctrines of devils today is there's no hell. Some people, now if you listen to this radio show and you don't believe that there's a hell, I mean, heck, uh, it might not be universal. Uh, I hate to use that word, but it might not be universal for most people to believe that there isn't a hell, but uh, it's growing. I mean, there was a time where I never thought and I never really even, even paid attention that homosexuality will outweigh Christianity. And an evil world is, you know, it's going to be. Now, when people say stuff like there is a Christian, uh, uh, Christian homosexual or Christian gay. Uh, that's like an oxymoron. That's like, I have a book here called uh, Christian Atheists which is a individual who says they're Christian who who might even have some of the mechanics of a Christian but their heart is far from God. They they act as if in life uh that God does not exist. So therefore you get Christian atheists. Um like I said before, your power source for stopping addiction is many folds. For instance, you have to know who God is. If your if your illustration of if your belief of God is is mixed up, you're gonna to have to get down and sit down and ask God to reveal it to you from His Word, because you can't have a mixed up um, belief about God and then it's, and then not even understand that actually God is gonna come in and God will just like First um, John. Um, one nine uh, says that and one it says he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us so he, he will forgive you and cleanse you he says that in, in the word of God it says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge that's also distorted knowledge he wants to bring true knowledge to you I am the way the truth and the life if, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if your wisdom of God is bleak, and therefore you don't have wisdom, it's just your knowledge of God is bleak, then you have to have a proper understanding of God that he, what he did for the Israel in the, in, the, in the Old Testament, he can do for you. 
say, well, he's going to destroy my enemies. No, he's going to give you strength. He's going to open up your Red Seas. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to be with you per, per say, the Spirit of God. Like the fire was with them by night and the pillar cloud was with them by day. He's going to free you from Egypt. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna walk with you as as he trains you to not be a part of the world system. It says in First um, John two fifteen, love not the world as the things of the world. For the love of the world is not in, in, not of the Father. The, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. Those things are not of God. And He wants you to see His true character. When you see the power of God, how, how he freed the Israelites, those same blessings, which is in Ephesians chapter 1, those same blessings have you sitting up in the heavenly places with power upon high. You were raised with Christ also. You don't only die with Christ, you were raised with Christ. Your sins were, were, were he, he provided you the power to not sin. And today's Christianity, it says, oh, that's okay. We're all sinners. True, we are all sinners. And we are going to make mistakes. So I like to use Shaq, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, as an example. Shaq was a big man. When you give him the basketball, there's no one who can barely stop him. But free throws were terrible. His free throw shooting were terrible. So... Did they cut him off the team because he didn't? He couldn't play free throws. No. Did he? Did he miss free throws on purpose? No. He wanted to do better, so he practiced basketball. So likewise, we practice righteousness because we know the character of God. The character of God is holiness. Jesus said, the Bible says to be holy for I am holy. He says, how can we be holy? We're all sinners. Well, once you practice the attempt to be like Christ, you're going to be holy. Now, two things happen. Based off of our relationship with Christ, we're really righteous. But based off also of what God will do in your life, you will be made righteous. You're made righteous by identification, but many people identify themselves as Christian does not mean that they're, they're righteous. Their conduct might be to, to, to gossip or to, or to watch porn or, or to, to sexually sin or, or to steal. Now, how do you justify them? You don't. Because we are not told to practice sin. Should we sin that grace may abide? Oh, certainly not. We should not sin to prove that God is a God of grace. And we should not live a life that is corrupted. But we should live a holy life because God has given us strength and power to do this. How can God set me free of porn? He does it because you ask him and you want it. You want his will in your life. And you know that God is not, is, is not happy with it. So you ask God to take it from you. He's faithful and just to take it from you and throw it 
as far as the east is to the west. But you have to seek the Lord. The things that I'm telling you, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to say anything to suit somebody else because it's easier that way. We're not looking for easier gospel. We're looking for a gospel of power. We're looking for a gospel that the God of that gospel is powerful enough to remove the sins in my life. Freedom does not give you, just because the gospel gives you freedom, does not mean you're free to go and sin and do the things you want to do, my friend. Surrender to the Lord now where there's time. Surrender to God now. Jesus is going to come back one day and no one's going to expect it. Everybody's going to get up that morning if you're living in the time period of the day because he's coming for the, he's coming to the whole world. And in some places it's going to be daytime. Some places it's going to be night. But he's going to come back when you least expect it. Some people are going to be asleep. Some people are going to be at work. Some people are going to be on the road. Some people are going to be on the toilet. I ain't trying to be funny or nothing, but some people are going to be on the phone. Some people are going to be watching TV. Some people are going to be having sex. But one day when you least expect it, he's going to snatch his people out. And then those people who said that there were many paths to God or or Jesus will forgive me for anything I do. Yeah, technically he will, but you have to repent. That means to turn. The first thing Jesus said, Christ said, and the first thing the disciple, uh, uh, the first thing John the Baptist said was to repent. Repent means to make an about face and turn towards God and walk towards God. And then some people say, well, I, I can't do it. I'm just a new Christian. And new Christians is the most zealous Christians, folks. We have to have the knowledge of God right. If we don't have the knowledge of God right, we're going to continue in our ways. If we don't, we're not willing to let God work through us and change us, we're going to continue to be the same. We are new creatures indeed. And the only way we're new creatures is by the power of God. Everybody always talking about when we're identified with God's righteousness immediately after salvation. But that does not tell you you can go outside the door and then go back to a club. He's looking for those who diligently seek him. And when you diligently seek him, it's, you, you might still have problems, but, but that's another show by itself. What, do you, what, is, what is your will? versus God. So you thinking God is going to operate out of your will? I'm talking to the choir. I'm talking to myself. He's not going to just operate out of your will. He's going to operate out of his. People say, well, I pray that God would buy, you know, give me a new job. And this, and this. Is it God's will? And how do you know it's God's will? Of course it's, your, it's God's will because you need a job. But what job? Are you a bouncer at a club? I mean, let's be let's be realistic. We have to want God's will so bad that first of all we have to understand his will, and I said that earlier, about the knowledge of God and knowing your God and knowing how big he is and knowing what he wants. 
You learn that from the New Testament. Read the New Testament all the way through and then read it again. When you're done, read it again. And then go from Genesis, I mean, go from um, Galatians to Psalms to, you know, read the the Bible. Just read it. Read it um, Genesis to Revelations. And because there's a systematic way you can just read the Bible, but I suggest that you not only read the Bible plan, but you, you try your best to go Genesis through Revelation. I'm going to set up and read the, um, I had a lady, uh, somebody come out of the church. Well, she was one of the system pastors and she was able to speak yesterday. And um, she was talking about how she spent her time uh, and then she went on a um, health, she went to the doctor to find out there was a lot of things you know, red flags on her blood test and she decided to start eating right and healthy and then she read the Bible at the same time and she just, you know, she was just ecstatic how God was working through her after that and it was awesome to hear that because that's exactly what God was telling me and yeah, it's important that we do stay healthy but for this show right here I just want to tell y'all Ask God to set you free. But remember, remember that He needs you to to want to be set free. We're self-willed agents, and if we say God set us free, <coughs> you have to almost come to the end of your rope. And see, when people come to the end of their rope then it's easier for them to walk away from that sin. But ask God to deliver you. He will do it. He will set you free. He will literally set you free because he loves you very much. He loves you with all his heart. So, um, I am so glad that y'all were able to join us today. Um, Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. We're going to be talking about Bible prophecy and what's going on. Um, I kind of regret uh, not doing so many shows because our listenership is down. But um, on Blog Talk Radio, I'm going to go to the next package up and and get some more um, visual um, sight on Blog Talk and uh, Go from there. YouTube is going. To, we're going to start using YouTube because YouTube is, is where it's at, and um, uh, we're going to use YouTube until Jesus comes. We better hurry up before they start trying to charge. Uh, I'm just joking, but uh, yeah, YouTube is a beautiful thing. So we're going to be on YouTube a lot more, especially with live shows. Uh, you know, uh, make it easier that way, uh, and then we're going to have. Um, guests coming back on sometime in July and August and September. Um, I, I pray to God that Jesus Christ does come back soon. Um, I, 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 to me, I, I believe it's getting so bad out there that it used to be a time where I say, well, he, 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 he still got people to reach and, and, you know, this and that. But now I'm starting to see, especially for the United States, that, you know, uh, the more people hang around, the more they're going to be deluded into believing a false gospel. So I'm like, Lord, you know, come back soon, you know, come back soon. And I and I and I know that there are people who are suffering 
from, uh, you know, loss of family members or loss of a child or, you know, loss of someone who is um, suffering from a disease. And God will um, come back and take his people out and that would be it for people who are being molested, kids are being molested, or someone's battling with the past um, anguish of being molested. Um, people are being killed, you know, things like that. I mean, people are, you know, the poor who don't have anything to eat. Those things are going to come to an end pretty soon. Like I was looking at the a commercial or the, uh, well, not commercial, I'm sorry. I was looking at somebody's post of um, Michael Sam's when he got drafted. He was kissing his boyfriend on national TV, and I'm like, wow. And I, I do believe that Christ is going to return and take his church out. I just I just believe it's soon. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't think it's going to get as worse. I don't think it's going to get any worse until after the rapture of the church and the church is gone. So for those who are out there who have sexual addictions, I mean, I know this is not the nicest information. I'm not here to be popular. I'm just here to let you know that, that Christ is coming back soon. And God is the removal, remover of those sins. I mean, uh, I'm not talking about somebody who's got a divorce and, 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 or somebody who has lost a job and suffering from something like that. I'm talking about addictions that are going on right now or even past addictions that you feel like they creep, something's creeping back up. Those are the things you want so bad. You have to want it so bad that to stop it that, that you come to God and ask him to stop. And then you have to understand that you can't put yourself in the position or put yourself in a place where you're going to be tempted to do it again. You have to want it so you want to get rid of it so bad. And see, the urgency of Christ's return is taken from some of these churches, which is making it even worse. Because when you see that day approaching, you're going to say, well, man, if I, I don't want to be left behind. And there's some churches, some people that, that even on Facebook who don't even believe in the rapture. So not only that, it's not only that you, you're saying that, you know, there is no, you know, God is not coming back. But you're, you're saying that, and then there's people who say that there's no hell. So not only is God not coming back, but then there is no hell. So what, what makes you want to stop then? There's no consequences. I mean, God, God is, I mean, or many, many paths to God. I mean, so you, now you don't have to stand in front of no God to give an account. Jesus is just one way. I mean, this looks so much like the end times. It's almost, it's almost breathtaking. It's almost breathtaking because I started studying this thing uh, 20 years ago. Off and on, at least. And it's amazing to me that uh, how far we have went down the road of no return. Now, there are going to be billions of people get saved in the tribulation period. But why wait then? Why cost you your own life? It says, it says they, they were not, it says that they, they love their life unto death, meaning they love their life so much that they were willing to not serve Jesus or 
follow Jesus. When you get in that tribulation period, and you got men, if you look, if you are a yes ma'am, a yes man, then when you get in that tribulation period, you're not gonna want to give up your life for Christ. And then you, some people are gonna realize what they did after they took the mark of the beast, and and they're not gonna realize they only got three years left, three and a half years left at the most. Some people it's not gonna really hit them until after two, two and a half years, and they're gonna find out they only got one year left, and then they're gonna be in hell. But then they might go into denial. But um, God loves you out there. God loves you, and He He wants to walk with you in the coolness of the day, or the hotness of the day, or the coldness of the day. But He wants to walk with you. He loves you. But he wants you to understand that you belong to him. You're both Lord. He's both Lord and Savior. He says um, that faith without works is dead. That's just like me uh, marrying my wife and then we having kids and then I take off and go with another woman. I mean, I'm not here to take care of her or nothing. So how do I show my love for my wife? By cheating on her? Uh, I mean, you got to think about that. I mean, how do we show our love for God? By cheating on him? By going with some of our gods that we have? God of leisure? God of God of a boyfriend, a girlfriend? God of a new job? God of college? God of sin? Pornography? God of sports? I mean, how do you show that you love your God? How do you show that you love Jesus? By saying that there's many ways to heaven. The Bible says in uh, Matthew 7, and it talks about the narrative, says, Enter ye into the straight gate. So wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in trips. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. There is not many ways to heaven, it's just one way. First uh, Timothy 2 5 says there's only one immediate between God and man, that's Jesus Christ. Jesus said in um, John 14 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If this is the case, then God is the same that his son is the only way. Now that T.D. Jakes and all these other people are trying to, to sell uh, that there's many ways to God. Billy Graham said that. I don't know if somebody just decided this made him big and be quiet because he's pretty old, but I think he was in his senses when he said that. Can you imagine preaching to all the people in the world and and you end up in hell yourself. That's that's deep, folks. That's not that's something that you you don't you we contemplate on, but we just like wow, is this real? Is this real? That this 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 preacher who has preached is now in hell or is going to hell unless he repents himself. God, thank you for this time together with my audience and my listeners. We just pray, Father God, that we will 
worship you throughout the week and that we would give our lives to you fully. We pray that you would remove bondages from from those who are out there, God, and you, that, that we would seek you with everything that we have. And therefore, if we seek you like Israel seek you, then you would deliver us from Egypt and deliver us from our enemies. God, you are mighty God. You are powerful God. And we can do all things to you which strengthens us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless everybody out there. Y'all have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.